We started a series last week, Chris started a series about uh, being whole, because God wants us whole in every part of our being, and the definition of the word whole means to be free from wounds, healed, physically and mentally sound and healthy, and complete. We were thinking even just about last night, somebody getting saved, it was salvation happening. Salvation, another word for salvation is sozo, spirit, soul, and body, salvation. We've got parts. God wants us saved in all our parts. And last week we talked about that God actually said in Genesis right off the bat, he said, let us create man in our image. Right off the bat, that was the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, right? Everybody remember that from last week, and if you didn't, go back and get it, such good stuff. Spirit, soul, and body, we are three parts. I also just want to share this. I was, I don't know if you know, everybody knows this about me, but I'm always on the lookout for dimes, because I believe that dimes are kisses from God. Someone shared that with us once, a friend, Sherry Kaler, and uh, when she when she shared that, I grabbed it. And so anytime I'm out and about or wherever I may be, if I find a dime, I pick it up, and if somebody's around me, I get to share with them, oh, God just gave me a kiss. And so don't you know this week I was working and uh, just happened to be sweeping and, and cleaning up some things, and I found a dime. And I was like, yay, God gave me a kiss. And then I was sweeping some more, and I found another dime. Yay, God, give me another kiss. And then I found another dime. Can you believe it? And I was telling that to Andrea, and Andrew's like, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all gave me a kiss this week. Yes. So I just think it's so cool how God does that for us. Come on, get your eyes looking. Just see what God wants to do. He wants to not just share it for, give it to us, but share it for others as well. So we also learned last week that the first step to wholeness starts with being whole and being well in our spirit. Great word last week, great beginning. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We need to be alive in Christ, and the way we do it is through the Spirit of God living in us. So that was the first step. And today, we're going to talk about being whole in our soul. Look at your neighbor, say, being whole in our soul. Just kind of makes you want to do that, doesn't it? Like, whole in our soul. So I don't know about you, but I don't know. Some of the things I think of when I think of soul, how about this? Ready? I'm a soul man. Okay. So, you know, I just have to go there. Uh, How about this? Have you ever heard this? Well, bless his soul. Bless his soul. How about maybe you've heard of a lost soul? Oh, they're just a lost soul. Or he's an old soul. He's an old soul. Maybe I'm an old soul. Well, I don't claim to be an expert on the soul. Please, let me just put that disclaimer out there right now. I don't claim to be an expert. But I do really want to see people free. Because that's what Jesus wants. And he wants us to live the full life that he has for us. John 10.10 in the message. Jesus, red letters. Jesus, talking to his sheep. I mean, talking about his sheep, said... Jesus said, I came so that they could have real and eternal life, more and better than they ever dreamed of. Yes, I'll take it. Yes, that is a whole soul. So today when we talk about the soul, here's how we're going to define it. It's our innermost self, 
It's our true being. Put your hand up here. It's our mind, our will, our emotions. Pretty much that's the place where we live and move and breathe from. Okay? Our heart's in the middle of all that too. But when we're talking about soul today, it's our mind, all those thoughts, the emotions, the will that comes out of there. <clears throat> Apostle Paul says this in 3 John chapter 2. I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 2. And this is the Passion Translation. Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. Now, can we see our soul? No. We can't see it on the inside of us. We can't see our mind. We can't see our will. We can't see the emotions that are going on on the inside. And sometimes we carry our heart on our sleeve. Sometimes we can wear that. But there's a work that's going on on, on the inside. And so we get, we get to see the essence of it that's coming on on the outside. But there's a battle that happens. There's a struggle that happens for our mind sometimes, for our soul and there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. There's a battle that can happen between our humanity and the kingdom of God. And it's basically the earth realm and the heaven realm. And we were singing that today, uh, just that we, we, we want to see glimpses of heaven. We were getting ready for church this morning, and Chris had on his blue shirt, and he actually got dressed before I did today for my clothes for church. And I was like, hmm. Chris is wearing blue. And so I said, I'll, I'll find something blue. Because you know what blue means in heaven? In colors of the kingdom, blue means heaven. And so blue is my favorite color. So every time I put blue on intentionally, I say, okay, Lord, release heaven today. So there is a battle. There's a reality that is the earth and the heaven realms. And Galatians 5 actually talks about our flesh and our spirit are in conflict with each other. And so we get to choose to live by the spirit of God. There's a reminder us in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. Just like we talked about with the women in the West End last night. Royalty. A holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into light. So that's the difference, the dark and the light, okay? <clears throat> so we're going to focus on some of that today. Statistically, here's some things that I just, you know, discovering, just even thinking about some of this the last couple of weeks, I've read, American culture has more depression than any other countries. How crazy is that? At any given moment, you or someone that you know is going through a foreclosure. They're fighting cancer or a terminal illness or they just experienced the death of a loved one. You or someone that you know is in the process of a divorce or experiencing a broken relationship. You or someone you know is broke or bankrupt. Someone is suffering with some kind of an addiction. Someone is losing their job, lost their job, or going out of business. Those are very real situations for all the people around us if it's not just us. So we do live in a world where things really can steal our faith, right? 
They're real circumstances. They're real challenges. And we get to choose what we're going to believe in the middle of real circumstances. And my goodness, that's definitely not an exhaustive list. Think about all the other things that are not on those, the list that you're experiencing or people around you are experiencing. So these are some signs of an unhealthy soul, which basically are the dark things that can happen in our soul. Fear, anxiety, and depression. Resentment, anger, and blame. Like your emotions are out of control. Guilt, shame, or remorse. This is all ages to all generations. Sadly, that was another statistic that I read, that even teenagers are carrying more uh, anxiety in the, in the last five years than in the previous, like, 30 years. Even teenagers. Addictive behaviors and self-harm, signs of an unhealthy soul. Apathy, listlessness, and indifference. A loss of purpose. And they're real things. And man, it just gets quiet in the room because that's real stuff, isn't it? It's real that we think through these things, that those are things that the enemy will use to even just bring into our lives, into our families, into our relationships. And we just say, wow. (laughs) I was thinking of that, one of those songs, can't remember who the group, Chris, probably you know. Um, You know that song that says, hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to speak with you again. Right? Who is it? Simon and Garfunkel, Sound of Silence. I, I just want to say no to that. Okay? We want to say no to the darkness. Right now, let's just say, that's not my old friend. It's not my friend. Darkness is not our friend. Jesus came to give us light. To be light. Okay? I'm never going to make light of these situations, but I'm here to remind us that darkness is not our friend, okay? So we say no to that. So maybe you find yourself in that list. I find myself in that list. I find myself there, truly. We're going to find aspects of things that our souls are unhealthy, and we need a Holy Spirit Savior, don't we? We all need the Holy Spirit. It's by His Spirit. I can't do it. I'm going to tell you, just a part of my journey, the last couple of years, I have had a season of darkness in my soul that I never saw coming, and it hit me in the face. It absolutely hit me in the face. I remember, you know, people telling me, I don't know, this is years back, you know, oh my goodness, one day you're not going to be able to get up out of bed, and you're not going to even care about people, and you're not going to want to eat anything, and you're just going to, you're not going to even know what your purpose is in life. I'm like, no way! That's never going to happen. Come on. We know who we are. Full of faith. And I'll tell you what. It, it snuck up and caught me off guard. And I never thought that in any capacity in my life, because if you know me, I'm a pretty positive, excited person. I mean, obviously you can tell. I'm a soul man. But really, I started losing weight. I had so much anxiety. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I didn't even know what to do. It was so out of the character of who I I know I am. You know, I had people in my family saying, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? This is just in the last couple of years. And I wasn't okay, and I didn't even know what was going on. Never experienced anything like that. Went to the doctor, made myself get up and go to a doctor. For real. And so, 
literally, even with, you know, and I've never shared this publicly ever, so, wow. Even in the reality of real life and death stuff, God is there. He is so there. Literally on a piece of paper, there's a diagnosis that says anxiety and depression. And I never saw that coming. And I saw that and I said, that is not me. That is not my identity. Okay, my doctor was awesome, by the way. She was phenomenal. She, like, encouraged me and she talked to me about things that were healthy that I already know, but it was like, wow, there were amazing things that happened in those conversations that I thought everybody needs to hear this from anybody, you know, just to be encouraged, be reminded. But I'm just saying, there are dark seasons that we will go through that they may smack you in the face and you not know it. They may be things that you've like, well, here I am, and I'm like chosen this route, or well, I knew this was coming. Maybe you were prepared. Maybe you thought about it. Maybe you opened the doors for it. Who knows? But Jesus doesn't want us to stay there, okay? He doesn't want that to be our story forever. The dark days are not our, our place to live, our place to dwell. I know that there are people with real mental illness, and I think that was part of what was happening in my life during that time in this past couple of years. I've seen people literally going through things, you know, visiting people in the hospital, visiting people in, in uh, situations that I'd never had encountered before, and my heart was so for them. And it's like you want to see God do amazing miracles, and he wants to do them as well. There's a scripture that says in Romans 8, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Everybody say, but. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. It's capital S, and I love that. It's not my little spirit. You know, it's not Pam. It's the Holy Spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Yes, please. Who wants that? Life and peace. Yes, please. Holy Spirit. Okay, so these are signs of a healthy soul. Okay, let's get to the light. Peace and joy and contentment, which is emotional balance. Not out of control, but emotional balance. Compassion, creativity, and generosity. Which, of course, most of that in there is like others-minded, thinking about others. Positivity and encouragement. Signs of a healthy soul. A sense of humor. Come on. Energetic work and play. You've got some energy about you. You've got some energy about your life. A sense of purpose and a desire to connect with God and with others. Those are signs of a healthy soul. And hopefully you find yourself in there too. And hopefully more than an unhealthy soul. But that's okay because God's not limited and he's able. He is able to take us right where we are even more into the greatness of his light. The cool thing about Jesus and the cross is the cross was also for our soul. Think about that. The cross was also for our soul. Wow. It wasn't just for heaven one day. 
Jesus didn't just die so we could get to heaven one day. Come on. It's for now so that we could live life to the fullest. So that we can have the better thing that we even dreamed of now. Not just heaven one day. It's for our soul right now in everyday life. And we get to choose to be saved. We get to choose to confess with our mouth, to believe in our heart. And we are saved. We get to choose that. That's my soul that chooses salvation. It's our soul that chooses to be saved. Sozo, spirit, soul, and body, okay? We're going to drive out darkness, and we're going to welcome the light. And I was thinking about, like, spiritual vitamin D. Don't we need the sunshine? Oh, Jesus, give us spiritual vitamin D. So we're going to choose a healthy soul. Romans 12.2 says, Stop intimidating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly, Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit, here's how, through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Is that awesome? Come on. Those are, those words are like the real deal. You know, like I can't make those up. This is really, these are words of life to us. We need a thought reformation. Truly. Like we need to have that kind of reform going on, right? Transformed. A total reformation of how we think because it's the Holy Spirit. It says, this will empower you to live a beautiful life. Yes. So how sweet is that? What does a beautiful life look like? So I'll just give you a hint. The answer to that question is the, is the church answer. Anybody know what it is? Jesus. What does a beautiful life look like? Jesus. Truly. Jesus. So that is the place that you could fill in the blank with the church answer. Jesus. Yeah. So let's look at the life of Jesus for a minute. He is love personified. Love personified. Hmm. He gave up his deity, which is his godness. He's God, all God, everything God. Truly, he gave it up and came to earth to be born in a stable. He humbled himself. He hung out with and valued sinners, all of us. Thank you, Jesus. He imparted his life to his disciples, which are like the inner core, the inner crew, but also to the crowds he imparted, even ones that should know better. Hmm. He made people feel loved. He stopped for the one. He healed the one. He delivered the one. How many times are we about our day and about our business and about our week and about our schedule and whoop, I don't have time for you today. Can't take that phone call. Come on. Jesus is like, come on, stop. Crowds are following him. People are pushing in. Somebody touched him. Wait a minute. Somebody touched me. Hold on. You're healed. Somebody's calling out. Oh, oh, there's crowds around him. Jesus, Jesus. Wait a minute. Somebody's calling me. Okay, now you, you are blind, now you can see. You were, you were oppressed, now you're delivered and set free. He stops for the one. That's what we are. That's what we get to do as well. 
What a power that we carry. He hugged the leper. Boundaries were no limits to him. He didn't know boundaries like we think we know boundaries. Thank you, Jesus, for the way you love the one. And so it was, bef- it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. So look at your neighbor and say, hello, joy. Did you know your name was joy today? Hello, joy. It was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. It was for me and you. It was for the people all around us. That's why he did it. And then he said, get this, greater things will you do. Greater things will we do. Because I'm sending my spirit. Man, think about that. I mean, we talk about that all the time. You know, the disciples, they didn't have that. Like, they had Jesus, which is an awesome thing in the flesh. You know, come on, sit down, let's eat dinner, wash our feet, and like, hang out and tell stories and all of those things. But man, there's nothing like the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us that empowers us to live a beautiful life. Wow. So when we look at Jesus, we can see what a beautiful life looks like and how to do that. Jesus even said himself in John 4.34 that he said, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of my father who sent me. My food Sam was wanting some my food right now. My food. So feed your soul. Truly, we need to feed our souls. What's that, what's that look like? Let's do the will of the Father. Let's do what God says. Let's do what, what, Father God, what's on your agenda today? What am I eating? What's the meal plan today? What am I eating? Let's feed our souls. And one of the ways that we do that, of course, is through worship, through prayer. Man, I've told you before, worship is my drug You know, when we're, and by the way, thank you. Worship team, you guys are awesome. Thank you for today. You're so, thank you for just taking us. Yes. You know, uh, just like an acoustic set today and just the beauty of the presence in there. Thank you for just taking time and making room, truly. It's so easy when we just set our hearts to worship. I'm telling you, we're not thinking about all the bills that are due. We're not thinking about what meds do I need to take. We're not thinking about, oh, what's happening outside with my so-and-so relative or whatever. We're not thinking about the pain in our body necessarily. When you worship, you're thinking about him. When we put our minds on him, wow, it feeds our soul. We don't need chicken soup as much as we need Jesus, okay? So Jesus and his beautiful life, he was others focused. And so I'm asking us today, what have we done for him lately? Okay. What have you done for him lately? Because Jesus said, what you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. When's the last time you thought about somebody else? I mean, obviously it was Valentine's week. So if somebody did that Valentine's, okay, that's easy. It's like holiday week. Maybe nobody got you or said hello or anything to you for Valentine's. So I'm just saying today, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. And I can say that to you every single day of the year. You are loved. But when is the last time you truly went out of your way? Truly, to think about someone else. You know, send a note. Make a phone call. Send a text. Connect. Whether it's face-to-face. We don't have to do anything face-to-face anymore, really. It's crazy. 
But face-to-face is really pretty awesome, too. How about, you know, buy the guy behind you in line something. Whatever his bill was, add that onto yours. When's the last time you thought about somebody else? Because that's how Jesus lives. That's what Jesus does. He's not, I'm so good, I'm so great, worship me, honor me, magnify me. He's not telling us to do all those things. We get to do those things, and then we get to see what he does when we do all that, when we live that, because that's when the beautiful life comes. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. We need, to get our, we need to get out of our own head and get into his head. <laughs> What's his mind? What's his thoughts? When we're not whole in our soul, it actually drives us away from others. You know? Contrary to what the Father says, what the Father does. You could pick up the covers a little bit longer and a little bit wider and, you know, let me sleep here for a little bit. Let me just, stay, let me just stop the world. I want to get off. Whatever those things look like. Signs of an unhealthy soul. Find somebody that's with you in the journey. Grab hold of somebody next to you. Say, help me take the covers down. Truly, when you recognize that you're pushing others away or you don't want to connect or you don't even know how to connect, maybe you want to and aren't sure how to, grab hold of somebody and thank you, God, for just teaching us how to do that because that leads to being a loner thinking I got it, I can take care of it. And, you know, actually, the first person that popped in my mind when I was thinking about this is Judas. And so Judas had his own plan. I'm not saying anybody's going to, you know, like sell us out or whatever, but I hope not. But truly, that's what, happened. that's what happens when we get off to our own devices because the enemy puts all kinds of crazy thoughts in our heads. You know, I was thinking, as important as it is to think about others, let me just say here too, you know, don't get off balance thinking about others too much. And let me just say, you know, that, that, that's kind of been part of my, my history is I love people and I'll think about you all the time. You, you have no idea how much I think about you, how much I pray for you, Truly. And yet, what can happen in that place is, I think, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. Are we doing this right? Are we reaching them? Are we feeding them? Are we praying for them? Are we ministering to them? Are we helping them grow? I mean, this is just what, that was like five things that I could name, you know, probably way more than that. And I know there are other people in the room just like that. And what happens in that situation is, I think Pam has to be savior, And so I get all out of balance and all out of whack thinking I have to be the one that saves the world because I'm thinking about the whole world. You're all on my mind. You're all in my heart. And so there's, there's, don't get out of balance in that way as well. Okay. Think about others, but do it to the degree that Jesus does it because he's the one that saves. He's the one that makes well. And so we get to help lead people to him. We get to help direct people to him and to his presence. He is the savior of the world. So Matthew chapter 11, 28 and 30, Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Rest for your souls. So everything that you may be carrying, anything that's the signs of the unhealthy soul, the stuff that may be sitting on you and weighing on you, we just get to give that to him. He literally says, come to me. Hmm. You're carrying stuff that's not meant, you're meant for you to carry. And so in those places where it's bills, it's relationships, it's health, it's sickness, it's the same thing over and over. It's the mundane. It's the, it's the doldrums. Give it to him. You weren't meant to carry them. We weren't. We weren't meant to carry that. Jesus wants to take that load. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And then Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. There's a thought. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. I love it. Letting God know your concerns. And you know, honestly, it's not like he doesn't know, but it's like you're giving it to him. You know, we're acknowledging, God, this is where I am. This is where I'm needing you. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. How about that? Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's a wonderful, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your beautiful life. Let me add beautiful life. That's what he came to give us. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And so right now, I just want to say this. Can we just pray for a minute? We're just going to welcome Holy Spirit. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you just want to close your eyes, God, we just say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Yeah. We just invite you to heal places of our soul that have been unhealthy, whether it's by our own choice or the choice of others around us. Right now, we're just, we're literally just stopping right now and thinking about where we need you. Yeah. And I thank you that you know us, you see us, and you are the God that saves. You take what was broken and make it new and make it whole. Wow. That was a word during prayer this morning as well. And so God, we just thank you for doing that right now. We thank you for your supernatural activity. The places where we need you most in our emotions, in our battles, in our thoughts, in our mind. Thank you that you just come in, Lord. Yeah, you mold and you mend and you heal. You operate (laughs) in ways that only you can, Holy Spirit of God, as we just yield to you. Yeah. I thank you for the power of your love that your perfect love casts out all fear, that you are a safe place and you're a strong tower, that we can run to you and be safe. Jesus, 
We thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work that you do by your spirit in this place today. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Obviously, if you want some more prayer, you're welcome to come up and people will be able to minister with you. But I wanted to close just with a story. Maybe some of you know this story. There was a man named Horatio Spafford. Anybody know that name? I would never have known the name if I hadn't looked it up. But you'll know. I'm just saying. So back in the 1800s, Horatio was living in Chicago and he was a well-respected lawyer. And he also became a real estate investor. And the Great Fire of Chicago happened, and it destroyed much of what he had. And it, uh, during that time of the fire, it also his son was killed with scarlet fever. So he decided that his family needed a vacation. And so they were in Chicago. They were making a trip, decided they were going to go to England. And uh, it was his wife, he, his wife, and his four daughters. And so because of work uh, restrictions and requirements, he was detained. And he said, you know what, honey? Send the wife and the daughters ahead of him. And I'll meet you in a few days. And so the wife and the daughters go. And of course, this is in the 1800s. And they're going by boat. And their ship, their boat that they were on, was struck by an iron sailing vessel. And 226 people on that ship died, including his four daughters. And so, just thinking about it back then, you know, it wasn't like, pick up your phone, let me tell you what's happening. You know, he had no idea. So the only one that survived, of course, in his family was his wife. And by the time his wife gets to England and gets settled, she writes a letter because that's the only way they're communicating back then. And she writes a letter and the very first thing she wrote in the letter, this is what it said, saved alone. Telling him that she was the only one and their four daughters had died. And so he gets the information, he's heartbroken and of course he then makes the trip from Chicago to England later as soon as he could to be with his wife and guess what he had to do take a ship to sail across the sea to get to where his wife is so he sailed across the very place that his daughters died and it was on those waters that he wrote the song it is well with my soul it is well with my soul can you imagine crazy to think about that the very place that his daughters died. He's sailing over it, and he declared, it is well with my soul. The words to that, I don't have them, and you guys can go find them. I actually thought about printing them out, but there are just things that it talks about in that song that it is a declaration that no matter what, it is well with my soul. I was thinking about grandpa, about dad, Chris's dad, Pastor Dudley, uh, that, you know, he, uh, everybody that knows dad, he was such a great dad. 
and he was such a great man. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the verse that's, that where God the Father, and I think maybe you even talked about it last week, Jesus was in the water getting baptized, and the Holy Spirit came like and sended uh, like a dove on Jesus, right? And that was such a picture of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit at one time. And I was thinking and how Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And I was thinking about this. I don't know why. I don't know what made me go there. I was thinking about Dad saying, Son, I'm well pleased. And how cool that we get to know that there are people like Dad. I mean, you guys have people in heaven cheering us on that are excited about what we're doing here. And that we get to reconnect with them. But remember, this isn't the end. (laughs) This isn't all there is. We get to be together again. But maybe there are places in your life, maybe every year goes by when, oh, as a matter of fact, today would have been dad's birthday. Correct? Yes. So happy birthday, dad in heaven. Jesus, give him a party. Yes. But truly, you know, maybe every year it's a hard year for you because you remember something that's a dark place of the soul. I'm just here to declare, let there be light. Let there be light in those places. Don't let that be something that we dread. Don't let that be something that we, you know, that we fret or that we get anxious about. Give it to the Lord. Literally cast that care and that burden on him. Anticipate the blessing. Find dimes. Anticipate what God wants to do in spite of the loss, in spite of your journey, and in spite of your story there. Let God bring the blessings so that we can say it is well. Let's go ahead and stand together. Yeah, so that's what our action is this week, okay? When we're seeing signs of an unhealthy soul, step back. Whatever you need to do to step back. Okay, maybe you need to write something. Maybe you need to get out your Bible or your device, wherever your Bible is. Maybe you need to put on some worship. Maybe you need to call a friend and say, pray with me. Maybe you need to just get down on your face. You know, whatever it is, just take a step back when you see that, when you're in those places and you say no to the darkness and yes to the light. And we can declare, it is well with my soul. Speak to the atmosphere. It is well with my soul. And today I was just thinking, you know, maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you've never asked him into your life. Maybe you don't have that choice of a personal relationship with him. Yay! Today's the day of salvation in every way. That could be your day today. Maybe it's even not just for you in this room. Maybe you're going to encounter someone when you leave. You get to be a lifeline to direct and help people come to Jesus. Let's see salvation happen, not just the one that we had last night, which is a powerful thing because heaven rejoices over the one. But there's so many more ones. Let's be part of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, God, we just thank you. Hmm. We thank you for your love and your power. We thank you, Holy Spirit that we have you in us. Yeah. We thank you that you reside, that Jesus, you said, I will send my spirit. God, we thank you for the Trinity. (laughs) We thank you for Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that we get to be whole in our spirit and our soul. Yeah. And our body. And so we just choose this day to say yes to the light. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world. We carry you with us. Even as we talked about last week, we shine with you. Thank you for making our soul whole. Yeah.
We choose life today. And I thank you, God, just for the way you minister and the way you love and the way you heal. And that you take our burdens, Lord, and you give even beauty for ashes. You give the great exchanges. And so I thank you for stories of your glory all the way through us. Yeah, for your name's sake, to your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yay, God. Yay, God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Shout him out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.